This is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like AM Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at AM Reviews. And follow us on Instagram at Moe's underscore TV16. And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore. Which will be linked in our podcast. Thanks for listening. So what's up, everybody? Welcome back to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. Today we're here to review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and also Margot Robbie. Technically. What do you mean by technically? Well, Margot Robbie, she stars in it, but did she do anything? Not at all. (laughs) No, not one thing. Not quite. Not quite. Well, this story is basically about Leonardo DiCaprio, his character, which is called Rick Dalton. He's basically a washed up actor who's struggling to accept these things. And he also has basically a sidekick guy who he's he's actually his stunt guy who follows along with him, and that is Brad Pitt, which is Cliff Booth in the movie. And we just follow along just dragging. And, <laughs> and yeah, it, um, it has slow, it had a, not slow start. It had a slow up until the last five minutes. Yeah, like, I was like, oh my goodness, why, why is this movie even nominated for anything? That That's how bad I thought it was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't quite, I was watching with Tori, we didn't quite know what was going on until the very end with outside context. Yeah, and before we, you know, spoil everything, did you like this movie? Oh, did I like the movie? I like the idea of the movie. After you, it's hard. Yes, I like the movie. I'm not going to watch it again. I'm glad I saw it. It's a really nice you know, art piece. This is, I think it's, I think it's really good art. I love the way it was filmed. I love the idea of it. And before we talk about the actual storyline, I think, I think you, it's hard because it's a really boring movie. So I have a hard time telling you to watch it or that I enjoyed it because I didn't again until the last five minutes, but it made up for the rest of the movie to me. Okay. But I also um, had to do some outside research to make sure that I understood what just happened. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I, makes it I, I don't know if that makes it a good movie or not. I I mostly agree. And okay. the last <laughs> five to ten minutes did not make up for the rest of it. It didn't because make up. I, No. <laughs> you're wasting my time throughout the whole movie and Well it wasn't a waste of time. It was just a nice build up and distractions. <laughs> I don't need two and a half hours for that. <laughs> it was a long movie. It and was so much of this movie could have been cut out, but um, <laughs> just just to wrap it up before we spoil everything, I, I feel like you have to know some history about this to really get the full effect of this. Well, I watched a couple of videos on it, but still, um, I knew what I knew what happened, but I had to just double check with some other commentary before I was like solidified. But I was like, oh, that's that thing because that makes sense, and I was like. Oh, so all of that was that. And I was like, oh. Yeah, you like, have that's, to that's know the you history. <laughs> you, you have to know the history. And without that, you're just left like dumbfounded and, you know, a little exactly. bit of excitement at the end. But other than that, right. this is nothing to watch. 
And well, I will add this, and and I'm and this is some of the commentary reviews. They all say this. It's a Quentin Tarantino film, right? So he's got Django, he's got um, Glorious um, Bastards, he got he's got all those movies, and his type of movie um, is changing history. Um, so that you get the good guy, right? And that's all what the name of this movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the name is even written in a way that you can see that this is Hollywood. It's a Hollywood story, but it's a fairy tale in Quentin Tarantino's universe because it's Once Upon a Time. So thinking about Django, he also did that one, right? So we have a slave who then took out his slave master, was, you know, this incredible fighter, whatever. That never actually happened. It was a flip on history. And that's what this movie is. It's just not as interesting as Django. Not not one bit. At least we have something driving the movie forward. We're looking forward to something because they're setting up stuff. This movie does set up stuff, but you don't know until the end. You don't know what's important. It feels like everything that was important in the in the first two hours of the movie, you probably went to the bathroom at some point because you thought it wasn't important. Like, like Margot Robbie's all of her scenes. Pointless. Uh, (laughs) But it was setting up that that she was this famous actress who was up and coming. Yeah. With her story juxtaposed to um, to Leonardo DiCaprio's character, whose time in Hollywood is ending. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be made up characters, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's character, right? Yes, they are made up characters. Okay, and Margot Robbie's character is is actually a, a real life person. Correct. And she died in real life. Correct. So I, I feel like the only reason why they had her in this movie or maybe just got her to act as this character is just to set it up as a decoy. Because most people well, who know the history, they're going to see, OK, this is where this movie is going. She's going to eventually die. But they changed that with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character and Brad Pitt's character. Right. And. And it's weird because we're doing this telling the story first, but I like this approach because um, it makes it more interesting. Um, but also with Leonardo DiCaprio's character, yes, he's this fading Hollywood star, but he's he was always a hero. Well, he's really always a villain in his films towards the end of his career. But in the beginning, he was a hero. And Brad Pitt, I mean, um, yeah, Brad Pitt being the stunt man, he is the like the real life hero. He's the one who's actually going out and doing these dangerous things that everyone wants to emulate when they're watching these films. So it kind of brings up this idea that the heroes that we actually like in Hollywood are the stunt doubles and not the actual actors themselves. And that's an interesting thing that I, that I picked up. Um, and even like the, the last scene, Brad Pitt's character is almost like super hero-like in that scene. Um, whereas Leonardo DiCaprio's character just gets to use a fancy tool that he got from a set to save the day. So it's like, wow, look at that. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say he saved the day, really. Um, well, he didn't say well, no. He didn't save the day, but he was pretty much done. A, right, but he had a moment where it looked like he saved the day, and it was actually him. Like it would have been in movies where the stunt doubles doing the actual fighting, but you get that last scene, the actor's face is the one you see. Yeah, and I know we're skipping all the way to the end, but right. they just allow him to take that off the movie set. Uh, uh, what is it, a flamethrower? I mean, it's the 70s. I, OSHA, I, I mean, you know. That shouldn't be real anyway. It's, you're right, you're right, because now that wouldn't be a thing. Um, <laughs> but, 
you know, it was once upon a time. So. Yeah, but I guess we can get straight into it. This movie moves so slow. There's literally parts in this movie where we're just following along while somebody's driving in a car or just walking down the street for five minutes. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? Can we cut this out, please? Uh, it's it really drags, but I'll tell you what, the the cinematography or is that a word? The cin the cin- yeah yeah cinematography, that's right that's right cinematography yeah is beautiful in this film. I mean you get landscape views. I've seen better. You get nice angles, but you know what? After watching *A Fall from Grace*, I appreciated the amount of detail and work they put into those cameras because it makes a world of difference, right? Everybody's wig looks secured, um, but besides the point. Um, <laughs> the, it looked really good. It was filmed very well, very well. Yeah, I guess there were but... several scenes where there were no words spoken, um, but it looked great. Um, or even <sighs> that, Leonardo that DiCaprio's, <laughs> even his uh, his when he was drinking in in his movie trailer on one of the sets of the of the films because he's messing up his lines, um, he yells at himself in the mirror, and it's like. You feel it. You, it seems real. Uh, and he has some really strong moments like that. And you think all that's important, and then you get to the end, and it's like, oh, that didn't mean anything. <laughs> Not one bit. But Not, yeah, no. I think the best parts were whenever he was either like by himself or like with the little girl, whenever he was going through it. Like Especially when, yes. whenever he was trying to read that book, and then she was asking him questions. Right. And then he just really realized that things were just going downhill for him with that. And again, we're not telling this story yet because it's really irrelevant to everything in the movie. Um, But his conversation with a little girl was on one of the sets for a, for a TV show where he's cast as a villain. Um, Little girl is someone who he has like kidnapped and, you know, the big fancy cowboy has to come and save the day, but he's a bad guy. And he's reading this book about a depressed washed up star who got hurt. um, who's never been the same. And this little girl's asking him questions, and he's crying because he relates so much to the book. And he says, I said something like, don't worry yourself, uh, pumpkin puss. And I was like, that's uncomfortable. Um, and she she immediately said, you know, don't like call it, be called that, but um, you're sad, so I'll let it go. And I was like, that's, I don't. That made me feel weird. I don't know why, but it just uh, never heard pumpkin puss before. No. And I'm glad they, they elaborated on why that's weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was very well acted it and was. executed. Um, was. That was one of the better moments where, I mean, it, it, it didn't matter in the end, but it was a great scene. <laughs> right. Um, but most of the other ones were just like long drawn up and boring. Like we're literally watching them eat, breathe. <laughs> and you oh know what? God. It's all the stuff that I, I used to say, you know, like I, in, in Marvel movies and DC movies, you never see him eat. You never see him get gas. You know, the human stuff. And I don't want to see that. saw all of it. And I realized, you know, maybe I don't need this. Maybe I don't need a, a four minute long sequence of how Brad Pitt would get dog food for his animal. Um, I, I don't. It's, I don't it's so detail. ridiculous. Uh, I mean, uh, he, we, we, you could. He made that mac and cheese in real time. <laughs> we could tell because I mean, it, it, it showed the whole sequence. <laughs> the whole thing, I feel like, and he ate I feel out like of the pot. All one shot. He ate. I was like, wow, this is like 
I have no one in my life to come home to. Why am I eating the bowl? I'm just going to eat out of the pot. And I'm like, I'm glad I haven't hit that low moment yet. Um, so. <laughs> well, they, but it they was, did. They did kind of hint towards his history because they said he killed his wife. Yes, apparently. Again, not relevant to the story at all. Um, but this stunt double can't find work because it was alluded to well, in a rumor that he had killed his wife on a boat. And the only clip we get of his wife is them on this boat and them arguing and her and him. She's calling him trash. Like they said, I shouldn't have married you, all this kind of stuff. And then we, ne- we never see her again. So we never matter. know. We never know he murdered his wife, but it in fact does not matter to the story at all. Um, Like most uh, movie, it's mostly just filling. Like this this whole movie is mostly filling without the substance. It is. It is. It's like being served a sandwich in eight courses. So the first course we're going to give you the bread. The second course we're going to give you the mayo. And, you know, they just give it to you 20 minutes apart, each piece of the sandwich. Um, And then you find out you actually ordered soup and the sandwich didn't matter. And you wasted three hours. (laughs) 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 You did not get what you paid for. (laughs) No, um, I would not nominate this movie for anything. Um, I... This is this is the equivalent of just getting a huge pass from previous work. Whoa, whoa! Let's, it let's is. Come, wait, wait, wait! A pass? Well, it was so beautifully filmed. I mean, you okay? We haven't even, not rating this yet, but the this movie versus any Tyler Perry film, better or worse. Why are you comparing those two movies? Because I want you to compare the worst cinematography to the best. I was so bored I couldn't pay attention to that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was filmed pretty well. Matias Boo, (laughs) Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) Why are you picking the worst? (laughs) (laughs) And you can't choose because you know... It's better. <laughs> it's it's better. It, I mean, it's better than Medea Boo Halloween, of so course. It's, not it's better bad. than that. Is it better it's... than Justice League? Oh. <laughs> Is it better than Logan? Oh no, no, it's not. That that's blasphemous. Like it's, it's fairly similar to Logan. Fairly similar, except for the whole story not mattering. Um, but the way it's shot. You know, with this washed-up person, it's a Western-style film. Um, there is a really good ending. It's filmed in that same, like, arena. Okay, uh, I can see your point. And I'm not really a fan of Westerns. I, right. That's not one type of movie that I would go back and watch. And I'm right. glad they're gone. But <laughs> wow. I will but, say... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's accent, it bothered me for the first two minutes. But, you know, it grew on me. I didn't, rec- I didn't like, think, why is he talking like this anymore? Yeah, um, he, he was pretty good in his uh, acting. I, yeah. I didn't mind much of anything. But l- like you're saying, the cinematography, I, I don't think it's just, like, off the charts. I've seen way better. Was it better than Gemini Man? Um, see, you keep throwing these movies at me that I've rated lowly. 
So <laughs> I want the truth. You want the truth. Um, man. It's okay. It once upon a time in Hollywood uh-huh. has better cinematography than Gemini Man. Wow. You, you thought Gemini Man was that good as far as I, the cinematography? Well, I, I'd probably say they're about the same, but Gemini Man was shot at a higher frame rate. But but I saw that one, and not many people did because it costs extra to see. <laughs> so if you paid extra for the high frame rate version, it was better. If not, it's equal. Take that. <laughs> I mean, take that how you want to take it. I don't want to tell you. You're one of the only fools who paid for that. I, wow. I saw cinematic history. Never before had there been an HD, high-def, 120 frame rate movie experience with Will Smith times two. That's what I paid for. Uh, You can call yourself lucky because a lot of people missed out on that. (laughs) I'm included. Once in a lifetime, but they missed out. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll get back to that point uh, where movies are shot in that frame but it has a better story uh yeah i'm sure we'll get to the point where where the story matters as much as how it's how it looks right now we're not there no. um but back to once upon a time in hollywood so do you want to tell the actual story that matters in the last five minutes of the film <laughs> well yeah so um these hippies which uh brad pitt has already run into earlier i don't know why he went there well, I mean, he was just driving by, and this girl, she was just trying to, I guess, catch a he ride back checking, home. Yeah, he had been checking out this girl for a while on the street. And essentially, you can't tell if they're a gang of hookers or or just lost teenagers or what. But from the from the, from the context clues, there's this there's this girl group um, who lives in an abandoned. Um, theater or, or abandoned Hollywood lot. Um, and they, it seems they are prostitutes cause she had offered, but she's very young. Um, uh, and it may be, is Brad going to do this? No, um, he asked for that yeah, uh, ID. 12. He, yeah, he said, I don't know. I don't know about that young. Oh, well, what? 14. Uh, I mean, she was, small. no, no, she looked close to 18. I think. Now, okay, I mean, let me look at the real actor's like age because that, that he said good, twelve. I wonder. Okay, she's yeah. probably not twelve. She's probably like sixteen, maybe. No, I I highly doubt it. I'm pretty sure she's like probably like twenty one or something. I hope so. I'm trying to remember. I, I which one be was wrong. it? I don't. <laughs> There's um, a lot of them. Let me see. I think her name is Margaret Qualley. Oh yeah, that's her. Um. She's 25. Come on. Really? It wasn't. What was yeah. her nickname? Or they called her Pussycat? Yeah, it was something like that. Something uncomfortable. But, okay, good she's old. Er, um, that's good to know. But she looked <laughs> you very said 12. young. She's, that was ridiculous. She, portrayed, she looked very young. It was uncomfortable. Um, so he sees on the street, picks her up, offers her a ride. He's he's she's like, Where do you want to go? Where do you he's like, Where do you want to go? And she and she tells him and he's like, Oh, I actually know exactly where that is. Because it's an old Hollywood set that he used to work on. Um, so he's very familiar with it. Goes and it's weird. He sees all these females living in this the movie set. Um 
and one like Din Mother. Um, there's two guys. One of them looks inbred, and the other one seems normal, um, who's giving horse tours for money. And the person that owns this lot has gone blind and seems he has like dementia or something like that. So uh, Brad Pitt's character has to speak to him. He speaks to him. Um, terrible living conditions. And then he leaves, but on his way out, one of the guys puts a hole in his tire, so Brad Pitt beats the crap out of him, so he fixes the tire. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and then it, leaves. Um, it's funny, that is actually relevant to the story. Um, it's yeah. unclear why, but that part actually is. The whole it, ranch setup. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's very relevant, and I feel like that whole scene could have maybe been ten minutes. They, they really drew it out. He's walking, and just looking, looking back, having little sad conversations. He just wants to meet this guy that he's known right. from the past because they used to work on this old TV show where Leonardo DiCaprio is the main actor in it. But that's <laughs> um, that's just another example of how this movie could have been shortened. But on from there. It could have been a 45-minute special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... We go on from there, and we get towards the last 10 to 15 minutes, and some of those same hippie people come out to the area where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is, where he lives, right. and where Brad Pitt. Live. Right, and they're wearing all black, and they seem kind of sketchy. The girl has a knife, or a gun she has, I can't remember, um, in the car. Um, well, they all have knives and, and yeah. one gun. Right, they all had knives and one gun. And at this point, I don't know about you, but I actually recognized them from this point. But I thought, I was like, I can't be right. Like, this is what? Um, it's kind of like a mind thing. But I actually recognized this part of the story. Well, I, you, you mean like from real life? From real life, yeah. Because what happens is they're in the car, they come up, and um, they're, you know, it's a terrible car, so you can hear it in the houses. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio's character comes out, yells at them, tells them to get off the road. It's a private road. You're making too much noise with a cheap car. They back off the road, and then they start talking about how they're the Hollywood elite. Um, they've taught us how to kill because they're in Hollywood, and that's what they do in these movies and TV shows is kill. And so we can kill him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I know who these people are. Terrible reasoning, but... Um... It is. <laughs> right. But it is. It, but they were on a mission to do something else before that. I, I don't think they clearly showed that. Not quite. I mean, well, because this is where the fiction meets reality. Because in reality, they were never stopped by anyone. They just went to this house. And, and this is a detail I don't know if you picked up on, but I had to go back and look and look at the movie, actually. Um, so, and I'll just give the spoiler. Um, so it's Charles Manson and his followers who are on this road. And if you remember, halfway through the film, Charles Manson actually shows up and knocks on the door that Margot Robbie... Uh, of the house that um, is it the one that Mario Robbie's in. It's is somewhere it near that? them. Right. It's one of those. Ha- I think it was the house that Margot Robbie lives in. She knocks on that door and asks for someone. And I forget his name, but it's a real person. And um, so Charles Mance was a musician. And this person was a producer. And he had rejected him a long time ago. Um, and he says, does this guy still live here? And he's like, no, this is this, this house. That's a true story. So the guy he was looking for actually rented it out um, to this famous couple, Margot Robbie's characters, a famous actress at the time, um, as well as her husband, 
who's, I think, a director. Um, so he goes to the house, knocks on the door, and asks for someone. It's not revealed that who, that's who he is, Charles Manson. And he says, okay, they're not there, goodbye. Um, so that he actually sent them to that house in real life because he knew someone famous had lived there. It really didn't matter who it was, it, they just had to be famous. Yeah, and um, this is where the, all the slaughtering comes about. Um, they, exactly. they decide to get out the car and try to kill the famous people, which is Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. But the first person that they meet is Brad Pitt. And, you know, he's just staying all cool and calm and collected. And he right. also has like a dog. Kings. Kings. <laughs> Tell me it didn't. Manners make it. <laughs> I, I forgot that last part. The but man, I think. Manners make it the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good scene. Very good scene. But yeah. Um, yeah. this one got really wild. He just basically sent the dog on the guy. He started mm-hmm. ripping him apart. Hit one of the other girls who had who had a knife in the face. Slammed her like into like a whole bunch of glass and it was like, into a it wall. Was like, uh, what is it? Um, oh, what's the video game? Um, finish him. War? Fatality. Oh, no. oh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal. It looked like Mortal Kombat with the way he was beating the crap out of them and that dog too. Um, but at one point, before they start fighting, he's like, we're going to kill all of you in the house, the guy was saying. And um, and Brad was like, is this for real? Because he had also just smoked an acid cigarette. Um, irrelevant, but he did. Um, so he had said, I'm as real as a donut before he had went to attack or sent the girls to attack um, Brad. And I believe that was a real line believed to have been said um, by the guy in that house. I'm as real as a donut. Um, <laughs> very important that, that was kept in. Um, I, I guess so, because yeah. so, I had no idea why he said donut. Right, yeah. Um, and, and so they're, they're fighting everything like that. And then um, Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, a foreign actress, comes out, um, who is, I believe, she's a real character. Um, and they end up trying to kill her, but you know, she survives because Brad, um, Brad Pitt's character is like the Hulk. Apparently again, the real superhero in real life are the stunt doubles, not the main actor. Um, and then they do go after Leonardo DiCaprio, but he just happens to have his blowtorch from a past film on him or flamethrower, I should say, and just goes at it at this girl burns her up to a crisp. Yeah, and before this, while uh, Brad Pitt is just basically massacring all three of the the villains, um, yes. he's just chilling in the pool listening to a right. radio. <laughs> and then one of the girls that Brad Pitt has already beat up and she's acting all crazy with a gun in her hand, she busts through the window into that same pool Leonardo right. DiCaprio's in. And then that's when he brings out the flamethrower, which shouldn't work for real because I would think it's supposed to be fake. <laughs> Well, well, again, I mean, this was this is the seventies. I don't know, or the sixties, really. So they might have just used real stuff. I'm surprised they didn't kill nobody. Well, they probably did. So, <laughs> also, Jet Li's in this. Random. Oh yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not Jet Li. It's Bruce Lee. Oh, Bruce Lee, not Jet. Oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Lee, not Jet Li. <laughs> Wrong Lee. Yeah. Lee. Um. Oh. But. <laughs> <laughs> Do they need to bring that back? Chris! <laughs> <Lee>. <laughs> that was a, a favorite of mine over Bad Boys, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about Rush that one Hour over Bad Boys. Yeah. I, okay, 
right. As yeah. a trilogy. Hmm. Hmm. Which was better? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. We'll discuss but, that later. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bruce Lee, there, there was a controversy about the whole scene where he showed up and they people were mad that they made it seem like he lost to uh, Brad Pitt's character. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that was the whole point. I mean... Well, you, you know, Bruce Lee has a, a, a major... What do you call it? Um, I know he has... Fan like, base? A, no, not fan base. A major lore to the point where he's almost immortal, in a way. True. True. Yeah. So... To see him put in that weakened state where he's just tossed aside and then uh guy is got him on the ropes, people thought that was disrespectful to his his character wow. and for who he was um, at that the was time. <laughs> the way he was talking, I mean just perfect. <laughs> you see, I my hands are lethal weapons and if I were to kill you by accident, I'll go to jail. And I thought Brad Pitt's line was hilarious. If you kill anyone by accident, you go to jail. Yeah, he's like, so, that's manslaughter. That's, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a nice little back and forth they had. And one of the more interesting parts of the movie that didn't matter. Um, but <laughs> a lot of famous people were referenced in this, uh, most of which aren't really famous today, or at least Jet Li probably has the biggest fan base. You keep saying the wrong one. Oh, I said Jet Li again. Bruce, Bruce Why do I keep saying Jet Li? Oh my gosh. Put some Terrible. respect on his name. I should. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Bruce Lee. Bruce, but, Bruce, um, Bruce. And the way that Quentin Tarantino, I, I saw a little interview with him and the main cast, and they were saying that, what? Well, actually, he was saying that he didn't feel like he needed to put together a like a, a real story because the story was already there. So it was almost basically just putting scenes together without much of any direction, I feel like. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I mean, let's just uh, film Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio being Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio until we're ready to start the real movie. <laughs> and that's what they went with. Yeah, I mean, this was almost National Geographic for people. Uh, almost. Almost. Probably Dateline 2020 might have been more interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> an actual documentary on the Manson murders might have been more interesting than this. But it was fun to watch. So, yeah. Hey, you're stretching it there. You said fun to watch. Well. The last bit. The last bit. And that one scene with Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect on that dude's name. I know. And then, and then when he got thrown into that car. Yeah. The dent, if anything, they should be happy that Dent didn't phase him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they didn't make cars cheap back then. I mean. Oh yeah. That was like steel. Um, it completely <laughs> dented by his body, and he got up <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. And the director, what the. <laughs> it, it felt like very like if this were real life this is how it would have happened it really didn't feel like there was any like cinematography like extra like movie magic with any of it it felt very like much like a documentary almost like i could believe all these things happening 
Yeah. Um, throughout most of the movie, I was like, um, th- this should have been a documentary, not an actual movie. It, it might have been less interesting <laughs> because you don't have those two main actors uh, playing right. it, but make a more cohesive story. Don't make us just wait yeah. two hours before we get to the real thing. True. But uh, do you have anything else? Well, no, I mean, at, at the end, like, they beat up all the bad guys, which is not what happened in real life. And then um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character comes out, talks to their neighbors, Margot Robbie's character her, and, and, and the husband, and they live happily ever after. And it's the first time they, they meet one another, even though that Leonardo DiCaprio's character had known they lived there since they moved in. Um, just kind of like old Hollywood meeting new Hollywood. And just time-wise, this was the end of the 60s. And apparently these Manson murders, people kind of look at that as a true beginning of the 70s um, because it starts this riot, this the race wars. But that's what Charles Manson was going to start, Helter Skelter. Um, he was going to murder those people in that house, which he did. Um, but his plan was to blame it on the Black Panthers to start a race war, uh, which never got taken off the ground because they found out, of course, it was Charles Manson. Um, fun fact, apparently Barry Gordy was supposed to be at that house and just wasn't by happenstance. So look at that. He yeah. was there. Yeah, I, I was reading something. It was like, he's supposed to be there. And um, for whatever reason, he canceled. And oh. the world would have been very different. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, uh, we, we can go ahead and wrap this up if you if you don't have anything else yeah, to say. Yeah, we can go ahead and rate it. Um, okay, so um, I'll say our ratings again um the lowest one is trash middle is background noise and the highest is a banger so how would you rate once upon a time in hollywood uh i would rate this unfortunately it's literal background noise (laughs) the whole movie literally and when you think it's almost over because it's been on for a minute you left the room and you come back and sit down to turn the channel then the movie starts for five minutes, and you're like, oh, wow, look at that. And you haven't missed anything. So it, it's literally, put this on, clean your house, leave and come back. You won't be, you won't have missed a thing. It's, <laughs> I mean, there's no. a, a lot of stuff that, oh, that's meaningful because it flips the, the story, but not really necessary. Beautiful film, though. You could watch it on mute and probably get the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds really disrespectful. But I'm much, gonna agree. But there wasn't much dialogue. There. <laughs> no, it's literally just watching people breathe and walk around and drive cars. Watching them breathe. It it was. Yeah, there were some scenes like, why are we watching this part? I don't. I feel like we missed the good part. I started fast forwarding. I, no, you didn't. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> and I still didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime they got in the car, you can go ahead and fast forward it. Oh, yeah. And when Margot Robbie's trying to go to the, the, movie, the movie theater, theater and she's walking down the street, skip it. There's nothing she goes that matters. She for her husband, goes down the street to the theater. She gets to go for free because she's famous. Her feet were very dirty. Did you notice that? Um, no, I didn't notice go, hers. Go but, back and look at that. When she has her feet up in the theater, they're, like, very brown for no oh. reason. But, like, <laughs> I don't think that was part of the acting. I think she just didn't wash her feet. Like, it was very noticeable. And it made me uncomfortable. 
I, I, I noticed that other girl who rode with Brad Pitt, her feet up in the uh, dashboard. Right. And I think I saw someone say that Tarantino might have a weird thing with feet. Yeah, I, I did kind of hear were very, about uh, that. I, I think that's a Hollywood thing. But... A Hollywood thing? Well, maybe with some directors is what I mean. So I, I think that's more of a director Hollywood thing, which is really creepy and weird. Right. I don't know what you got out of that, but um, <laughs> yeah, they're in there. If that's what you're into. Robbie's dirty feet. Front and center. <laughs> okay, but you said background noise. Is it low, middle, high? It, it, I'm middle. Middle of the road. I'm going to have to go with the same. For most of the movie, I just did not care. Uh, th- there were I pieces. There, there were pieces here and there that were enjoyable. You know, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and the girl, they had some pretty good scenes and uh, chemistry together. Yeah. That was really nice. Brad Pitt. I mean, the fighting scenes that he had that was entertaining. Yeah. But the end. That's what you really need to get to. I feel like just watch a YouTube video on the Manson family. And then skip straight towards the end. There you go. <laughs> that's all you need to know. That's that's all you need to know. Really, it is though. Yeah, that that's it because the rest of the movie really doesn't matter. Margot no. Robbie doesn't really matter in this movie. The only reason why she is in this movie is just to set it up at the end as just like a decoy, really. Right, and it, it's not even like setting up at the end because. In real life, I mean, they didn't even attempt to murder her. So, like, she wasn't even in that scene. She just didn't die. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Like, she had more screen time when it was even more irrelevant. I just... <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she's the main part that you're looking for to die. But mm-hmm. if you know no history of this, then her character doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. If you didn't know about the Manson murders and you watched this film... You you would not have known what you paid for at all. No. And uh, her, her character does not matter one bit in this movie. That's why it just gets in the middle for me, because it had some good parts, and then other parts are just like, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm, I'm about to turn yeah. this off. The, it was rated R, and I'm, I gotta say, I, I'm disappointed. I'm not really sure where they use that R. Uh, in the blood? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was pretty gory. Could have been rated G. I'm not going to go that far. (laughs) Maybe PG. Okay. (laughs) That's still pretty low. But um, uh, anything else? No. I mean, that was it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'd say it's a movie. Yeah, it's it's just a movie. If you don't care about the Manson family, don't watch this. Um, Even if you do, you're going to be just. If you care about them, you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) There is no win with. Only watch this if you have the time. There's nothing else you want to see. No, just listen to this commentary. You'll, you'll get everything you need to know out of it because most Pretty of the movies are a waste of time. Right. And, and I would say most of the time it sounds like when, you know, listening to commentary like this, you know, is it, you know, you got to watch it to really get the uh, catch what we're talking about. Because we talked about it kind of out of order, a little choppy, but, but that's how the movie is. <laughs> It doesn't string together at all because there is no story. I mean, there is, but it's not it's not direct. I wouldn't recommend this as a top 10 movie at all. No. But we're pretty late with it's this. It's rated anyway. really well. Yeah, unfortunately. Because it's filmed great. Man, who cares it about be- that? 
Who cares if it's not doesn't have a good story? It has Brad Pitt got a Golden Golden Globe for this. Um, it, it got 2020 Golden Globe Award for Best Picture. 2020 Golden Globe Award for Best Screenplay, Critics' Choice Movie for Best Supporting Actor for Brad Pitt, National Society of Film Critics Award for Best Supporting Actor Brad Pitt, um, Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance Brad Pitt, I'd Be Really Jealous, so I was Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Satellite Award for Best Motion Picture, New York Film Critic Award, a bunch of other critically acclaimed, a lot of awards. Lifetime Achievement Awards. Yeah. Uh, don't don't listen to the critics on this one because this is not it's not as good as they say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they say it's good. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll end it right there. Thank you for listening and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube and podcasts and uh, listen out and subscribe for our other content.